Hey, I'm Drew, and welcome to Season 2 of the Citizen Coder Podcast. This season marks a little bit of a change in direction for the podcast. I'll still be interviewing developers, but things will probably skew a bit more Elixir developer heavy this season. If anyone has been paying attention, I graduated from Dockyard Academy, currently the only boot camp teaching Elixir in Phoenix, and I just started my job hunt. I'm also attempting a bit of a topic this season, aside from all the Elixir developers that will be on. Since I'm job hunting, I thought it would be fun to talk about onboarding, which I'm sure varies from company to company and which I'm hugely interested in. So with those two things out of the way, on with the show. Hey, so uh, Baker, welcome back to the podcast. Um, It's been a while. It's been what, maybe... Three months, four months, six months. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I can't either. Um, and in fact, this is the first time I've recorded it since uh, since I started this boot camp. Actually, yeah, that's right. Um, it's good to be back. How's how's that going? Tell me about that. Oh man, it is. It has been a absolute blast. Um, I've learned so much. Um, and I and while the the boot camp is three months long, I've actually been doing it six months straight because I was in the beta, and the beta was basically a full cohort minus some time. Um, so yeah, it's it has been long, and it has been fun and stressful, and um, yeah, all the stuff that you know a boot camp normally is, um, but rolled yeah. into six months. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Um, so you've kind of gone through it twice, but I, I'm sure that like the two iterations felt rather differently. How mm-hmm. was it the second time through? And the second time through was so much better. Yeah. It, we obviously covered, so, you know, we covered, we more fully covered the material, you know, with the beta, it was sort of like, a, I don't want to call it a skim because it wasn't a skim per se, but it was like the cohort, but at double the speed. Yeah, um, we had we only had a couple hours a day, you know, to do the the work and the and the lessons, and everybody. It was kind of weird too because, like, we all knew it was going to be a beta, you know, going into it, but I think so many of us just wanted to learn this and make it work and you know for myself i put a lot of like a lot of pressure on myself to learn it and yeah and um so uh, i was under a lot of a lot of stress and pressure but again most of it was probably self-inflicted um but you know i just really really wanted to learn this and and uh learn enough to well, at the time, you know, I was hoping to still be able to land a job after three months. Um, and, you know, it was just, um, but it, yeah, it was, it was fun. And a lot of the, a lot of the curriculum changed over the, the course. Um, and so by the time we actually started the official cohort, the curriculum had probably, all of it had probably changed um, for the most part. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, the other thing is, is it's always nice to like get to learn things twice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or at least for me, maybe I'm just slow. <laughs> no, I mean, 
maybe you're slow. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little slow. Um, <laughs> I, I actually feel like I needed it. Yeah. Well, it, um, so sometimes when I study, um, like a book on programming or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that I won't use it anytime soon, like mm-hmm. I know I have to come back to it, but I know that the second time around my understanding, um, will come a lot easier and I'll, and I'll catch more of the information. So I, I really don't mind doing it. I feel like I'm seasoning my brain. Mm, yeah. That's, that's actually a good way to think about it. I hadn't really considered it. Sorry. My phone is going off and I'm trying to stop it. <laughs> Just as I go to put it on mute, it decides to go off. I'm not um, sitting here slowly slipping my phone to mute as well. <laughs> that's not happening. That is not happening. Um, yeah, it's it's I you know I hadn't really considered that you know going through it once was really just kind of a brain prep, um, you know and in humans we you know we kind of learn everybody learns stuff differently, yeah, and some people can learn just by reading a book and then actually retain that stuff. I really I gotta have hands on and I need a combination of hands on, like trying stuff out. And then doing a little reading about it to learn a little more and then trying stuff out again, you know, and there's just this kind of like back and forth, um, of doing a little bit of that and then coming back and trying it. And then, you know, until things solidify. I, I honestly think that, um, I don't think you ever learn anything like the first go around, um, fully like, and this isn't, um, not saying not to do it but i feel like you're the first time is you're intaking information and the second time you're confirming the information mm. that you understand it and then i think it really takes three times because on the third time you should you should essentially be giving the information and allowing others to ask um which you know mentorship or teaching or whatever that looks like for you um coding whatever and, and that allows others to ask you questions about that topic that you may have not thought to ask or, or ways mm. to see it. Um, and I think when you get to there, that's when you like actually quote unquote understand, or at least maybe that, and again, maybe this is just me. I, I, I'm not basing this off of anything other than just <laughs> life experience. Okay. You're my guy, but I am not going back through this a third time. I'm sorry. No, just, no, but, <laughs> but like just mentoring kidding. at this yeah. point. Right. You know? Right. Explaining it to other people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, I've I've wound up doing that a good bit um here towards the end, especially. Where I've written some some stuff and then people are trying to implement similar things. So they're asking me, Hey, you know, explain your timer or explain your whatever bit of code. Yep. Um and so then I have to go back and read it and be like, okay. Oh yeah, this is what I was doing. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, and then I have to, you know, I have to try to actually understand what I wrote. Um because while I understood it while I was writing it, I maybe part of the absorption um happens after the fact, like when you go back to it. Yeah. You have to look it over and explain, you know, well, out loud what it's doing. Your context has changed, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you're going to look at it differently anyways. And like, but yeah, I really think like, um, 
being asked questions about something because you'll be like oh yeah i understand lists and somebody'll be like what about you know an improper list how how will this work if you send in an improper list and you're like oh oh yeah that's you know and like it's a question that you never thought to ask and so now you're now you're having to like re um and it's not it's not quite a relearn but it's sort of no it's no it's it's more like um attaching like more knowledge points to something right and like Mm -hmm. it becomes Mm -hmm. more more firm and understand understood in your mind because like now you have more things that reference it and it references in like that whole mental hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's been good going back through it. I definitely feel like I've come out the other side. Um, I mean, I'm writing a capstone with, you know, you get some assistance here and there, but I'm not having like, you know, I'm not like following a guide or watching a vi- a video and coding along. Like I'm yeah. having to write this thing. I'm having to look up what I need to look up to learn about this or that. Um, you know, I when I've decided a feature, I have to sit and figure out how I'm going to implement it, write some pseudocode, and then from the pseudocode I try to, you know, write the code. Yeah. Um I'm, you know, I I've I'm I'm finally out of tutorial hell, which <laughs> Before before the boot camp, I was definitely in. Yeah. Um, you know, I spent probably well entirely too long. It was probably about six or seven years trying to learn how to program, and I just got in the Udemy uh, co- uh, course loop, and you know, just uh, just trying to make sense of everything, and um, not really not really understanding what it takes to learn how to, how to program and how to break problems down into small pieces and just all the stuff that, that, uh, that Brooklyn taught in this bootcamp. And, um, it is, yeah, man, I, I've just, I've come, I've come to the end and actually feel like I can write code, which is definitely not where I was six months ago. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's really cool. Not saying I understand all this stuff. <laughs> no. Well, but, and you don't, you, you don't get to, well, um, I shouldn't say that cause I'm, I'm not experienced enough to say, but I, I don't think being a programmer is knowing how to write the code that is needed. It's mm-hmm. knowing how to figure out how to write the code that is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's a really hard thing. Cause like if you could go talk to you a while back when you felt like you were just in tutorial hell and be like, look, this is what you need to focus on. Like it's kind of, it would be a lot easier to go back and tell that person like how to go forward right. from, from your viewpoint now. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that whole, like what a salt tastes like, like you can't describe it, but once you're on the other side of it, you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's a really good viewpoint. Um, and I hadn't really, I am really, you know, I hadn't really thought about that from that perspective. Um, it's, it's definitely been a kind of an eye opener, kind of a mind blower, I guess. Um, 
where I'm sitting here and I'm writing stuff and then suddenly realize what I'm doing. And I'm like, man, I'm actually sitting here writing code, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a new one. <laughs> um, it's fun. It, it is. It's, it's very fun. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, this, this project I'm working on is, um, it's fun. I hope it's useful. Um, one of the things that I had realized in, during the beta was that we were not, and this isn't on, you know, on broker or anything like that. It's just, uh, we were not getting enough repetition. Those of us who were, are, were still pretty new, you know, the muscle memory of remembering, you know, just remembering how to write small things like, okay, how do I get, uh, how do I get something out of a map, you know, or yeah. how do I get something out of a list? Um, just the, the syntax stuff that yeah. uh, you should remember, at least most of that. I mean, yeah, you're going to have times where you just like, you know, brain fart, can't remember how to write it. Um, but for the most part, you should be able to just, okay, at least you know how to write that stuff. Um, yeah, well, well, it's knowing like, I think a lot of it is knowing which tools to reach for, right? Right, so sure. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know um exactly how to implement that particular thing yeah the faster you can get to like i need to do this and i know the tool is this because mm-hmm. from there looking up that tool you know like a you know an elixir it's it's great drop into a terminal h you know whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um map update bang right right and then you have it all right there in front of you so that you can be like oh if I want to access this map and I don't want it to blow up, right? Like what's, <laughs> yeah. like what's the way that I want to do it? Like which key set do I want to use? Can I use sure. dot syntax? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, I think a lot of us before we learn programming have this concept of like a programmer um, just spits out this code mm-hmm. Um and I think you realize in the learning process, it's less, it's, it is about problem solving mm-hmm. and then being able to translate that problem solving into code yeah. via whatever like workflow or references that you may need to use and then getting, getting that workflow sped up so that you're efficient at it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of the, um, I'm trying to think how to put it. That is, that is kind of the, uh, I guess kind of the, no, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> You're good. Uh, cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Can't leave that in there. Mm-mm. No brain farts allowed. Um, um, that's awesome though. I'm really, I'm really glad you're coming to the end of it. Um, have you started looking for jobs? No. So that's next on my list. Um, I still have a tiny bit left to do on my resume, so I'll be ironing that out uh, probably this coming week. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to, to jump in and start looking. Um, yeah. I wanted to also to make sure that, I, that my project was going to be completed enough for me to have something to show. Um, yeah. You know, trying to make it look pretty. Um, 
So hope, you know, the reactions I've gotten, hopefully I think I've, I've, I've at least accomplished that much. Um, it's working, nice. you know, there's still some stuff I got to do. And then I've got a whole slew of features I'm going to add to it after the fact. Um, but you know, as far as like it being playable and, you know, having a leaderboard going, like all of that will be, uh, completed. Um, the, you know, I think the last bit I really got to work on is the leaderboard. That's what I've been doing. Um, so that should be hopefully mostly ironed out by next week. Um, awesome. Yeah. Don't let it become the, the thing that you'll, um, do your, um, you'll look for a job after. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Don't let it block you. Um, no, definitely not. It's um, no. I think I think it's in a in, in a state where I can prove I can write projects. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the I think that's kind of the whole point of the capstone. Um, get something to the point where you can show your code, talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's relatively finished. I mean, nothing. No code is ever. <laughs> No application is ever really finished, um, but you know it'll be in a a good solid state, and um, I think I think that's where it's at now. So awesome, yeah. Do you um do you know what kind of um, development you want to do? Like, are do you want to be more front end or back end or both? Hmm. Um. Or just whatever, whatever you can get, you'll take it. Yeah, yeah. At first, I think I'm I'm more on the uh, whatever I can get. Um, I would like to work with Phoenix um, because I don't want to. I mean, I'll I'll be using it on my own projects too, but I think I'd like some professional experience with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that I totally want to be a back end developer, but if that's what I land on, that's fine. You know, for an initial job. Yeah. Um. Join the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be okay with it. I mean, uh, you know, because I'll get I'll get learning no matter what I'm doing. So, um, and that's really the important thing. Uh, yeah, is is getting the you know getting the professional development experience. And you know, if I find a if I find a job that I really like, like I'll stick around. I'm not one of those uh, you know got to hop. Um, you know, I just. Oh my whole point for getting into this was to uh, make enough money to support my family and um, my requirements aren't that high. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I want to work somewhere where the, the work is fun and I, you know, I can work on interesting um, problems and um, yeah. So. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you. You're, you're getting close to um, what might be the scariest step of all, which is having somebody hire you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like exactly right. Um, oh, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. You're hired. What did I just do? <laughs> what did what I just have do I myself into? Done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's actually kind of a nice segue into uh, what I was asking you before, which is. Um, obviously the, you know, the, the looking for job part is always, you know, fun, (laughs) scary. Um, 
But the one thing I haven't heard a whole lot about is onboarding. And I haven't seen a whole lot of junior devs really talk about it. So I was kind of hoping like you could give me some insight on, and I know it's different at every company, but you know, give me some insight on what your onboarding experience was like, you know, what kind of time frame did you have to get up to speed? Um, you know, the kinds of steps and things you had to go through. Yeah. Um, I, I think you don't see a lot on it because it is so varied. Um, and it's, it's probably, and this is, I mean, I'm only guessing cause I've only un- onboarded at one company, um, so far in my dev career. But, um, I, I think, um, I forget where I read or was told or who said it to me, but somebody was like, you're going to want to understand um, the entire software, right? Because when we're first, when we're first learning how to program, like we're, we're writing a lot of our projects, right? So we understand them like end to end, front to back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we know the stuff unless we haven't touched them in three months and then we don't know anything about it. Yeah, that's um, fair. But, um, so, um, you can't do that when you work in, you know, unless you're at a startup that's like day one, um, and then you're quickly not going to understand everything. So, I don't know. It's, um, when, so when I onboarded, um, you show up and you have, um, you have a buddy or a partner or whatever it's called, uh, that's going to help get you up to speed. Um, and a lot of stuff are going like, it's a lot of, it's going to be like the things that you need to do get to get set up. So, um, learn about the systems and the architecture and like, um, those things that you need to know, whether that's meetings or videos or, um, reading through the code base, like, and that's the thing. Everything's going to be everywhere is going to be so different. And sure. then, yeah. yeah so and like, then, go ahead. So, okay. So you get hired and you know, they, you're, you're completely remote, right? Yep. Okay. So your first dev job was, was remote, which is awesome. Um, so, okay. What, uh, did they, did they give you some sort of time frame to get onboarded or, to get up to speed or yeah i think um so i think one thing that the tech industry does well from what i've seen so far is there's like a really um there's a really great understanding when it's like when you're a junior developer right you're going to come into your first job mm-hmm. i think they're really like your job your your first job at your first job is to get up to speed and that looks different mm. for everybody and that takes different shapes so you're going to follow yeah. like at first a, a pretty similar process to any engineer that comes on you got to get your environment set up so that you can actually like run and test the code and interact okay. with the code base you're going to have to get your permissions right all these um normal like um it, you know yeah. new developer things sure okay but then um it kind of it kind of varies, you know, like you, you may be pairing with, um, you know, your, um, your hiring buddy 
or your sponsor or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be called. Um, you may be offered like tickets to take. You may, and you're going to start joining the meetings. Um, that was um, like when you're, when you're in these meetings, you start kind of like that same thing, like seasoning your brain. Like you yeah. don't know what, this concerning thing is about, but it's a discussion about your architecture. So you're going to start being exposed to um, things that you need to, to know. I thought for a while that one of our libraries that we use was a service that we use, right? Like you're, but like you're getting, that's what's happening. It's like, you're getting exposed to it and then you're going to slowly start undertaking tasks. Um, Grab a bug ticket, um, pair with somebody on it or, like go out into the code yourself and figure stuff out and start, you know, um, I think the difference between like a junior dev coming on and, um, you know, and like a senior engineer or, um, or, you know, just a, a non, like a, a non junior dev, just an engineer coming on, like is such a great thing because with a junior dev, it's like, okay, like this is a lot for you. Because mm-hmm. there's not really too many jobs, I don't think, that are like that. If you go to be an auto mechanic, right? Right. Um, like cars are pretty similar. You're going to be mm-hmm. familiar with most makes. Like a lot of jobs, there's going to be a lot of similarities. But as a as an engineer, the the place that you work, the code base that you work, is going to be, you know, not something that you've ever seen before. Mm. And the architecture is going to be different and everybody's got their own little way of doing things. And whereas a senior engineer has like learned to like take that bird's eye view and like has a lot of experience to draw upon to start being like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Junior dev just looks at a wall of code and just be like, what did I do? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's exactly what I was kind of thinking. Like, um, you know, cause I look at my own project right now and sometimes I see a wall of code. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, so I'm still learning how to like breaks, break things out and, um, uh, stuff like that, you know, put them in their own module or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine coming on board to a, a an established project and, you know, having to figure out where the pieces fit, um, what, yeah. what goes where, but you don't have to wait to do that. Um, that's kind of the beauty of the open source community, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. you can go, um, find, I mean, you don't even have to resolve it. Sure. You, you just go find, um, an issue on an open source piece of like open source library or software that, um, there's an issue with mm-hmm. and, just dig in to like, just identify where the problem is. Don't even fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if you see it and you're like, Oh, I could fix this, fix oh, it. I could fix and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, fork it and, and throw it up there and maybe it'll get in there. And that skill, that's something I wish I had done more of. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear a lot of people say like, Oh, go do open source. Right. Um, if you're looking to get hired, but I don't think they tell you why. And the why is, is because that's a lot more like working in a, in a production environment because mm-hmm. you have to go into code you know nothing about, right. figure out what, why, and where with the problem, and then figure out 
not only how do I fix it, but how do I fix it and then not break any other contracts? <laughs> right. Not break anything else. <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot of fun. It's just really, really intimidating, especially sure. when you're at your first job and being like, hey, um, I really want to do good and mm -hmm. I, I don't want to mess up. But you're going to. Yeah, that's fair. Now, um, do you do you normally like fork the project? Um how does that how does that work when you Oh no, when mean, you're yeah, I mean I can't speak to everywhere, but I sure most places you're not if you're working um forking is more for like letting somebody um who's not a part of your project mm -hmm. um work uh, on it. push to it. Yeah, like work on it. Yeah, when you're working, like I don't, I don't pull, I don't fork. Um, mm -hmm. I do pull requests. Oh, pull requests! Right, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I didn't mean fork. I'm sorry. I, oh yeah, I yeah, meant yeah. I meant you clone the project and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah you pull down you get your your main branch and then mm -hmm. you do your work and push that up as a PR okay. on on your development branch and then um and then like it you know, depending on the company, but that'll go through its review process and then its QA process and mm -hmm. um, any automated testing that you have and then eventually get um, merged. Okay, okay. And then, so how long did they give you to onboard? Or, um, or was there a set time frame at all? No, there wasn't a, there wasn't a set time frame. It was... Um, it's a while ago now. Um, <laughs> so like I, I came on, we got my stuff set up and then, um, um, went through all like the learning material that they had. It was a bunch of videos and discussions about, um, you know, our architecture and what things do and why this exists and, um, you know, mm -hmm. um, learning all that stuff, which all just went over my head for the most part. Right. Okay. But sure. it, it starts exposing you to it, which is good. And I went back, I would go back and like rewatch, um, the, the videos and stuff like that. So I, I really do appreciate that they were videos. Um, Oh, that's cool. So they had, how did that, how did that work? What kind of videos were they? Oh, it was just like, um, it would be like your senior engineer, you know, discussing like, um, what this service is and mm. why we use it or oh, okay, what's so difficult about this world or why, why nobody touches this code or, it, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it's a discussion. Um, it may be a discussion that like was recorded when somebody was discussing, um, you know, like the architecture changes that were going to be made here. Um, you know, and as you do meaningful stuff as a as a company, you you tend to try to record that, and then mm -hmm. um, you can use it as training material or just references. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, trying to think. It's, so okay. Um, so you, what you watch some videos. When do you think? How long do you think it took you before you actually started uh, working Marking? on issues? Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to look, I'm not on the right computer to look. I was, uh, you can look it up. Well, I was going to go, I was <laughs> going to go see like when my first PR was pushed. Um, oh, that's cool. I think I took a, um, 
what appeared to be a rather small bug at the time. Um, my second week at work, mm-hmm. and then it ended up being rather involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. I actually had this really good knack uh, when I first started working there, whether it was like my inexperience or maybe like, I don't know, but I kept grabbing like problems that <laughs> were seemingly easy. And, yeah. And just, um, turned to be nightmares. <laughs> just had, not terrible, but like had a lot of touch points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. my, my third PR, um, was like a thousand lines. Oof. And terrified me. A wow, lot. dude. Yeah. Um, that's a yeah. lot, of, that's a lot of code for, uh, yeah. Yeah. PR. Yeah. That PR has some memories for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was oh, a lot. Man, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too like, um, I would say just be, um, just be open. Don't have like set expectations and, and mm-hmm. be ready to get in there and work. But like, yeah, that may not be like what you do out the gate. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. And don't, don't be afraid to discuss things. Like that's one of the things. Um, I think that's one of the things you really learn. Like, um, like discussions around things are really good. Um, I used to, um, just sit in like in a slack huddle all day, whether people were in it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just hold it open for the backend engineers. Yeah. Um, and, and I would do this because somebody would come in and they would chat with me and they may pair with me or I could have a question because I am remote. Right. So I right. can't just like lean over to the desk next to me and be like, um, <laughs> what what's this thing like why do we do this or what's the you know like what's the right. purpose of this yeah um so that was my version of that you know oh. is is just sitting sitting there and like people would come in and i'd learn a lot of stuff just because somebody would be working on something else and i'd be like you know what i'm let me tell you about the way that we get um you know like the way that we get dates and determine like what when things are available because oh, okay. this is a crazy world right that's cool that's that's kind of that's kind of how I am in Discord now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always in class hanging out just in case somebody wants to pop in and yeah. Um, and it's it does a lot. Like um, you know, it's easy to end up in a dark corner with um, the the feature or the bug or the issue that we're working on, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's a good thing. Like sometimes we just need to like zero in and focus, but other times like we may just be not seeing um, that small thing. Mm-hmm. So, so when you're pairing, like what's, what's that experience like have been like, um, it varies. Is there like a, a standard driver navigator or, uh, or is it like, I don't know. Go ahead. You tell me. <laughs> no, it, it varies. And I think this is like something that's going to be very, um, very much dependent upon like the different companies and different cultures that you come across. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I don't pair a ton anymore. 
Um, I wouldn't mind doing it more often. That's one of the things I've really enjoyed. We've, we've been doing a hackathon week at work where mm. we got to split ourselves up into teams and just um, go ham on, on whatever um, loosely related work thing that you wanted to, to just work on for fun. Um, nice. We'll be, we'll be presenting tomorrow. Um, so that was one of the things I was super excited for is like, it was this opportunity to do, like I paired a ton this last week and it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, um, I don't, I don't get to pair as much as I'd like to. Um, it takes a lot of different shapes. Um, the standard like driver navigator is probably one that doesn't occur super often a lot of times you'll have somebody who is driving and navigating and then um you kind of have other people who are um peanut throwers yeah <laughs> as, as we're well, them. <laughs> more assisting right like it's, sure, yeah. it's really helpful when you're um it really helps you like not miss things and, and do mm-hmm. stuff like that we do some mob mob programming which i really enjoy mm-hmm. um one of the approaches we take to tech debt especially because some of some of the parts of our system can be rather complex and intricate right right and so you get like three or four people um and it turns this ticket that you're you know this problem that you're working on um into something that you can you can accomplish rather quickly instead of getting you know stuck in the weeds for a while sure yeah yeah when you have a lot of eyes on the problem uh, in some cases, I think it can make it uh, easier to tackle for sure. Yeah, depending on the problem. Right, right. It just it it brings to mind the uh the the cartoon of of the one person shoveling and like the six person all standing around behind them. Yeah. <laughs> like how many devs does it take to, <laughs> or whatever you know, insert uh job here. Yeah. One of my favorite um, kinds of pairing, though, is like when you get to pair with, like, uh, because I'm a back-end engineer, it's really fun when I get to pair with Mm front-end, right? Yeah. And, like, I I build up something and then then work with front-end, you know, and that way I can respond to, like, they're like, oh, like, this isn't quite the shape we needed it in. Or, oh, like, why isn't this doing what we expect it to? and that's kind of fun because it it's pairing like you're you're you know you're both watching each other code and and giving input and stuff like that but you're also both kind of working on your own things right right yeah um that's that's pretty cool i was actually going to ask you about uh about uh front end work and things like that now you guys have you have an elixir back end right and then yeah. what's what's your front end um lots um i honestly i know we have ember on the front end and it's uh i think it's mostly ember um and then i think there's just like on our back end we also have some ruby uh tucked away in in some legacy services and stuff like that um i think there's other other languages on the front end but mainly ember i believe okay that's a ember js is that yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm not too familiar with it. I've heard it, heard of it though, but haven't ever tried it. Yeah, I'm not 
familiar with it at all. Um, so, uh, do you think you just prefer back end, or you think you you'll branch out at some point? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I would like to uh, do more with Elixir's um, front end. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to work with Phoenix more. I mean, yeah. Um, I I think it's fun to work with any of the tools. Like, I, um, you know, we work with uh, GraphQL and Obon and RabbitMQ, and like all that, all that stuff is fun. So, like, the idea of working more with Phoenix is fun and the idea of doing stuff in live view is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd definitely be open to it. I do enjoy, um, backend work. Like I like the logic and I like, Mm. um, I like working with the data and making decisions and, um, and, you know, trying to find elegant solutions to difficult problems. Mm hmm. I really enjoy that. Yeah, the the problem solving is definitely fun for me. Yeah. I don't I don't think I have a you know, I've, I've kind of thought about like where would I want to work? I have thought about companies. Um and you know, there's there's probably a lot out there that I don't know use Elixir. Um so I'm always on the lookout for, you know, if I see Elixir mentioned in a job application or yeah. you know, post or whatever or functional programming. I've seen some that just say Languages like blah, 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 Elixir, you know, um, I've yeah. seen some of those like, so clearly, clear, clearly they're using some sort of functional language. Um, although yeah. they don't really say what, um, um, and then, so I've like, I've kind of thought I've, I've seen some, some, <laughs> I'll say gambling companies, um, using Elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, on the back end, so I've kind of thought, you know, getting into like the game space. Um, one thing I always do when I learn a new language um, is I start digging into, well, does it have a game framework or a game engine or <laughs> any kind of game development? Um, yeah, I know it's just some sort of weird obsession. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. I, I feel like every language should have its own, you know. Uh, yeah. And so I always, I always go digging. Um, does a, does Elixir have a game? I I'm not familiar. It, not really. So there is a a mud, um, framework that a I forget the guy's name, and I'm I'm sorry for forgetting your name, sir. <laughs> but um, he wrote a mud a mud. I think it's like an MMO, but for muds. You know what a mud okay. is? Um, I don't. What is that? Um, it is a. It, I think it stands for a multi-user dungeon or something. Um, in the old okay. days, it was kind of like a precursor to uh, MMOs. Mostly, it was text-driven. Um, so that's kind of the thing. It's like that. It's pretty much. Um, here it is. I'm looking it up online. Um, Originally multi-user dungeon, uh, and it combines elements of role-playing games, hack and slash, etc. Online chat. You That's can cool. re- read or view descriptions of rooms, objects, and other players, non-player characters, and actions performed in the virtual world. It's it's all text, right? Um, so that's the only thing I found that is like straight up game-oriented. 
in Elixir. Um, yeah. Outside of using it for a server, which is great, obviously. Um, and then I ran into a project where a guy was porting the Raylib game library to it's a C it's a C library, mm-hmm. um, and it's been ported to a bunch of languages. Oh, and that's cool. So he had written like, um, I don't know, three quarters of the Raylib library. He had, he had uh, written bindings for it for Elixir. Wow. Um, and so when I was still in the in the beta and maybe a couple weeks in, you know, I installed it all on my computer, tried it out, ran a couple of the 3D um, uh, examples. And um, yeah, I mean, it worked good. Um, you know, it the, the library still needs work. And... So if anybody's interested in game programming with Elixir, maybe check it out. I believe it's called Rayx, Rayx. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Um, I haven't looked back at, at it, but I intend to now that um, I've actually got some experience under my belt and will at least know what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is an open source. Uh, project that i definitely plan on contributing to at some point um, that's cool yeah i'm kind of poking at it right now taking a look yeah i feel like that would be a good place to start for you know like you could build maybe an engine or or maybe another library on top of it um that would be pure elixir yeah um but I think maybe an engine would be cool. Building an engine on top of it um, would be a good way to go. Yeah. Do um, you do you eventually want to work in in games? That's. <laughs> I mean, every every programmer's dream is to make games, right? <laughs> mm, not mine. No. Okay. No, so I don't. I don't know. I um. Like I really enjoy. Um, I really like software that makes, um, um, I don't want to say better because games are great for making like our lives better. Sure. Um, I get it. But like, um, I enjoy like the idea of solving real world problems digitally. I think that's Mm -hmm. such a cool, um, and maybe that's because like programming really appeals to me because you build something out of nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah a computer, but like really like what, you know, like we're building this huge thing um, out of a box that just like sits there and then deploying it to a bunch of boxes that are distributed. (laughs) And like somehow that makes certain problems um, go away or are easier, easier to deal with. So the company I work for um, very much is about like helping businesses succeed. They really enjoy making or helping smaller businesses succeed. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I'm definitely a big fan of that also. Uh, I, my initial interest in programming came from, Oh, I want to make a game. Um, and so that's sort of, I think stuck with me. I don't necessarily have to work in games. I think it would be cool if I did. Um, but there's obviously plenty of other areas that I wouldn't mind working. Um, but I think yeah. 
I think uh, my interest in game development is one of those things that's probably never going to go away. Yeah. So I'm always going to have my my little claws, you know, in some uh, some game dev somewhere. <laughs> Which will be cool. I mean, I will I will 100% play the game that Sweet. you make or work on um, for sure. I'm, maybe not the gambling one. But... Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't generally. I don't gamble. Um, it's it's very it's very addictive, and I have an addictive personality, and yeah. so I avoid gambling. But you can work on gambling. But that I would work I out. could I could work on it. Yeah, I could definitely. You know, I could be I could be a part of uh, you know working on the the uh, server that that runs the software or whatever. That you know, it would be fun. Yeah. Um, I also have you know I've got some other projects that I want to do outside of games. Um. One of them is, I mean, it's kind of dumb, but, um, so I sign up for, everybody uses streaming services, right? Uh And I've, I've had this issue where I've signed up for free trials, forgotten about them and gotten charged. Yep. (laughs) So I'm, I'm I don't think you're the only one with that problem. I think that's exactly why that exists. Exactly. Exactly. So my idea is to write an app that uh, reminds you. In fact, it's called Mindery. Um, and I've I've started and stopped it a few times with different technology. Um, so that's definitely an itch that I want to scratch uh, where it will, you know, email you a few days to cancel it, um, you know, with your username. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to work some passwordy stuff in, but I have to figure out how to do that without... You know, you know how it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, that would be a fun um, thing. Even I, I love software projects that like um, make your life better, right. regardless of like it fits your particular problem. And mm-hmm. who knows, maybe it helps somebody else as well. Maybe it's just so sure. niche that it's only yours. But yeah, it, you know, it could be. But you know, maybe it maybe it helps somebody else. You know, you just you don't always you never know with uh, with software. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's always a, that's always a really fun one because I I think that's like, um, I think that's like one of the the biggest underestimated perks of being a developer, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. um, you can look at your computer and look at a problem and be like, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna solve this. Like, yeah, I'm no longer going to forget to cancel, um, (laughs) that 30 day HBO max, Mm -hmm. um, you know, free, free trial, trial. Yeah. So that I could binge watch only one <laughs> movie or yep. show and then yep. just yep. be out. Yeah. And honestly, I've also, you know, I've, I've paid for a month of something, you know, like I don't, I generally don't subscribe to Netflix for various reasons, but when, when they had the Witcher and they had Cobra Kai um, and my wife and I were watching Cobra Kai, you know, the seasons didn't come out every, you know, only, only, but every so often, so we would pay for a month, we'd binge watch it, and then I was supposed to cancel it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess you didn't. Sometimes it happened. Sometimes it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of like a kind of an all-in-one, you know, free trial reminder um, or just yeah. streaming, streaming service in general. Uh and I also eventually want it to be able to text my phone. 
I'm not sure. I haven't done any digging into uh, Elixir. Um, at, oh, yeah, it's out the ability. there. Okay. Yeah, you can. Um, there's libraries that'll do it. Um, although you may run into um, an issue. I don't know that you can get that for free. Because right. you're going to have to go through a provider, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could email yourself. Right, right. Yeah, for um, sure. I would, I would probably start with that. Uh, I do get email notifications. Yeah. Um, sorry, one second. You're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to, that, that's something I want to build. Um, I don't know. I've, I've got a string of other ideas. I just haven't really fleshed them out that well. Um, Mindery was, was one that, um, that I'd actually tried, you know, a few times to, um, to make. Um, yeah. One thing I really want to do, and it, I just, I got a tweet from, or a comment on one of my tweets from, uh, I believe it was the CEO at Dockyard. Um, yeah. And I, I was commenting about um, Elixir or about LiveView Native um, to another, to an Android dev who was asking about frameworks and stuff. And I guess they, are down there an Android dev um, to continue the development on the Android side of LiveView Native. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'd really like to, you know, even on the side, like I'd like to dabble. Um, I've dabbled in Android dev. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Jetpack Compose, but, you know, I'm familiar with it. So I wouldn't even mind, like, downloading the the code and everything and maybe poking around and seeing if there's anything I could do to help there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a project I'm rather excited to see where that yeah. leads to. Um, I'm excited to see Elixir grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it is, I, I think um, it's a, it's a wonderful language um, in my opinion for development and uh it just it just does so many things well. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good language. It's it's fun to write. It's, um, I'd say it's relatively quote unquote easy to write. It's you know at least it's easier to read than most of the languages I've dabbled in. Yeah, I think it gets out of your way. Is like the nicest thing about it. Is like mm -hmm. I, um, I think I may have said this the last time I was talking to you, but <laughs> you might have. Yeah. Um, Say it I again. Feel like, yeah, I feel like when I use Elixir, I feel like I don't have to solve the language and the problem. I can yeah. focus on the problem, and the language facilitates that instead of like feeling like a like a hindrance. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I, I definitely agree with that. It it definitely um it it feels like it just kind of gets out of your way and lets you do you know do what you need yeah. to do. Um, and then now with DBG, oh, DBG saved my life. I'm oh man, it. I've DBG used it. It's the best. <laughs> I've used it once or twice, um, just l learning how to use it. In fact, I'm trying to think who showed it to me, but maybe it was Ithia, uh, one yeah. of the, yeah. Um, and I was just kind of blown away, you know? Yeah, it's amazing, especially because yeah. it formats output and then 
what it does in piping by like showing you the steps taken and the different iterations so you don't have to like uh delete paste delete paste all over the place um as mm. you're like trying to figure out what part of the pipe is changing yeah. things the automatic pry like oh. <laughs> sounds like you've used it a lot more than uh just once or twice <laughs> yeah yeah i um i was a quick convert with that awesome yeah i definitely need to start using it some more um i think i my main thing i used it for was uh we were doing like review and i wanted to kind of show uh i think i was doing reduce kind yeah. of you know show the the steps and so i used it for that and it was it was it was cool yeah um, it's yeah it was, thank you for dbg that's, yeah definitely <laughs> that's one i i thoroughly enjoy um, um, yeah, that was awesome. Um, is there, uh, anything else you can tell me related to onboarding that I should be aware of or, um, or just, uh, you know, um, obviously it's different with every company, so it's, you know, you're doing fine. It's what <laughs> you were doing fine. I would tell you, um, you know, it's good to have a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, you know, like I, it wasn't after onboarding, it was a little while after, but like there, there was definitely a, a time in my first year, um, where, um, I just didn't feel like I, um, I was good. Like I was getting things done quick enough that like I, and I just had a lot of expectations that that weren't realistic for where I was at. Mm -hmm. And um and there was a there was a little bit where I was like, I wonder if I'm about to get fired. Like that was a mm -hmm. uh thought and um you know, had a one on one with my manager. My manager goes, If you on your first day here um saw what you do here on a daily basis, what would you think? And I was like, It's insane. Like I can't believe like the work that I do and the, and they were like, so stop worrying. Like you're, <laughs> you know, like, you're, yeah, yeah. You're doing just fine. Um, so you, you are, you're doing just fine. Um, it's difficult. Software is difficult. Um, programming is difficult. Naming things is beyond, mm -hmm. um, doable because, um, <laughs> there just never is a good name. And right. as soon as, you, as soon as you decide a name, you realize, Oh, I later. should name it something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. I've already put that in my database. What do I do? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, talk to others, you know, get, you know, get assistance. Um, you know, like we, you know, we implemented at work, uh, help me understand channel now. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. And it's for like non critical, like I don't need this right now, but I need to understand this, mm -hmm. um, sort of thing. And, like talk to other developers. Um, don't go hide in your corner. Right. Um, you know, everybody there um, has, has been where you've been. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't take it easy either. Um, sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Like that's the, yeah. uh, that's the whole thing. Like, you know, when I go on a job, I always have this sense of urgency to, you know, yeah. Uh, get up to speed. Um, um, and, uh, you know, 
some of it's pressure from the job. Some of it's pressure I put on myself. Yep. You know, it's, it's always, I think it's, it's like that probably with everybody. Um, you know, yeah. cause you want, you want to do a good job, you know, you want to, you want to stay employed, uh, for sure. And just make sure that that sense of urgency is behind you, propelling you forward, not on right. top of you, pushing you into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you just, you have all these little snappy little phrases. It's great. Chat GPT. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome no but like uh you know and it's it's rough and um you know like i um i still feel like i'm well i don't even feel i know that i'm like i'm not the fastest and mm-hmm. you know but um um but i feel like i do a lot of good work and i've I've seen, um, that's a really cool part too. And I think it takes a while, but I've gotten to work on projects where I've seen, um, like what my work is doing. And I've seen, Mm -hmm. um, like on a feature that I, you know, I got to own and, um, you know, do the tech on and then implement it. Um, like I've gotten to see in the dollar figure that comes back from that and what we've actually done for customers and like, sure. And so, you know, that's what's coming, but you're still going to always, you know, um, you're always going to want to be better and that's good. But again, if you're using it to help propel you. Right. Right. Versus yeah. Beating yourself down. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the important takeaway really. Don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, I, yeah. Don't, don't beat yourself up constructive criticism mm-hmm. so and you're gonna enjoy it um you know that's and nice. and that's another i uh, you know i i distinctly remember being worried i was like what if i don't even like working as a developer like all this time and effort i've put into this to like end up here and like finally here and like what if i hate it so and i'm guessing you didn't hate it no i don't i i <laughs> I enjoy it a great deal. The people I work with are absolutely amazing. Um, I've never liked everybody I've worked with before um, wow. working at the company I'm at. I don't know if that's tech related. Um, I like to think that the company I work at is just that special. Yeah. Um, I want to work there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm applying. I'll let you yeah, go for <laughs> it. I'll let you know when we're hiring again. I don't think we're hiring right now, unfortunately. Uh, um, special case they'll make a special case it'll be okay it'll be all right yeah <laughs> oh man that... but it's exciting for you you should i i hope you're pumped you should be excited. i am That's dude i am super excited like i Good. have have been looking forward to and dreading this moment for the last six or seven years yeah um and uh you know finally have reached the point so yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm all looking forward to it. Like there's um, there's really not a whole lot of words to describe it. I've been I've been pretty pumped, um, you know, both both to be like building my own projects, but also, you know, getting ready to start the job hunt process. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And and just remember, like this, like you'll only get one first job mm-hmm. in the industry. So like. Don't forget to enjoy it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I plan on it. 
for sure. Your first fire, like you only get one first fire. <laughs> Don't forget to enjoy it a little bit. You're, you know, oh. like um, it's all it's all a great and fun learning experience. My so first like, fire. <laughs> oh yeah, that's coming. Don't worry about that. That's Wait, guaranteed. Have you been? Uh, you haven't been. been. You're, you're on your first job, right? Or your first? Oh, not firing. Sorry, fire. Like when. Mm. Um. Okay, I'm like. Is he telling me I'm about to get fired now? <laughs> no. <laughs> your first, no. like, you screwed up, there's a fire kind of a thing? When you screw up on prod. Yeah, oh, when man. You're, when you push code out to prod. And it breaks stuff. And it causes bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to get fixed yesterday. Um, uh, you'll get to do that. How, um, did, how did that go? Did, like, you have, was it like a dog pile where more more than oh, one it person? Is, yeah it's an all hands sort of thing. And it's a, um, and like, you'll, you'll, you don't just go to your own fires. Right. So you'll see it. I'm pretty, like I can almost guarantee you with certainty, um, that your the first fire you see won't be your own. Uh, Mm, I would be more impressed if the first fire that you saw was your own than I think (laughs) anything. Um, so you'll get to see it's a really cool and that's another like really big learning experience because you'll get to see um really knowledgeable people at your company um thinking and troubleshooting you know the code and like figuring things out and right um and then you'll probably be like me and just like pretending like you can figure it out and trying to like figure it out yourself um yeah you know but it's it's like running in a car race. At least it is for me. Um, <laughs> uh, and then one day you'll you'll cause your own fire, and it's but like it'll be glorious. It is. It. I mean, it, it's there's a. I think it's an internet meme or or you know joke or whatever. Just like the difference between a junior engineer and a and a senior engineer is how much you care when you like. Like the junior engineer thinks the fire is the end of the world, and the yeah. senior engineer is just like, "Well, yep, there's another fire." <laughs> Done that plenty. Yeah, or the uh, the uh, junior engineer thinks it's the end of the world, and the senior engineer brought marshmallows. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, don't forget to stop and enjoy it. I um, I think really fondly to um, to getting hired and to interviewing and to coming on to the company. Um, and um, I really enjoy all that. And, and like, it's, yeah, it's nice to think, but I was terrified at the time. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, mm. I just knew that I wasn't like, the only thing I knew for certain is that I they made a mistake. I never should have been hired. And it was just, there was a clicking, a, a, uh, um, ticking clock mm-hmm. um, until they figured me out, right? Yeah. That was the only thing I was certain of. And I was wrong about that, but I'm also <laughs> wrong about a lot of things. That's fair. I mean, you know, you can't be right about everything. I'm not right about anything. <laughs> that's what that's what PR reviews are for. Right. <laughs> so, well, this is great. I'm cool, man. I'm stoked for you. Like, congratulations. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm super looking forward to, uh, to getting out and job hunting and find my first job. And, uh, hopefully it's someplace that, uh, wants to keep me around a while and that, you know, I enjoy working at. 
Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but, um, but Hey man, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and My pleasure. it's, it's always a blast talking to you. Yeah. Um, so make sure you pop back into class channel sometime. I will. Yeah. I'll <laughs> be around. Um, I, I, I'm here and there when I can be. Yeah. When you're not uh, putting out urine fires. I don't, I don't cause them all He's that like, often, I don't cause fires. but I'm not going to say that because the last time that I started talking like that I, is actually the last time that I started a fire. So <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, jinx it. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks again for having me. It's, it's always great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. You too. You've been listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Citizen Coder Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Matthew, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn. If you like what I'm doing and you want to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or message me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Thanks for listening, and as always, I'll see you next time.